A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 65, your fourth annual booty call episode. Fourth annual, wow. Fourth annual. I think this is the fourth one that we've done like this. Yeah, but is it yearly? Fourth biannually booty call podcast. That's every other year, right? Uh, so twice, twice annually? Twice annually booty call episode. I like that. Uh, my name is Zach, at Zach Ritello on Twitter. On most of the social media things, sitting across from me, laying down horizontally across from me in the hotel bed. I'm not. I'm not sitting. <laughs> I thought you were about to say I am not well. <laughs> that too. That uh, too. Is John Swansong Parker? That's me. How are you, how are you guys doing? Good to be back in a uh, random hotel room. Oh yeah. I love this. Yeah, it's uh, shout out to the Days in here, the Wyndham uh, Rewards. Five star hotel here, right off 71, baby. Oh, yeah, we prime can location. Yeah, if you can't hear the cars just whipping by, <clears throat> maybe yeah. you'll hear people outside talking. A stone's throw away from Manfrey Stadium, yeah, yeah, soon to be where the Columbus crew will be relocated. <laughs> soon to be, soon to be a crater, so, yeah, soon to be a, just part of the fairgrounds, which are, yeah. Uh, well, if you've never listened to an episode of the show before, uh, it's very simple, it's a uh talk show for all things pop culture you know movies film television two of those are the same <laughs> we, we just we <laughs> movies film cinema <laughs> uh, we did some heavy drinking last night and we had to wake up to make sure we got this show recorded before we get kicked out of our hotel at 11 so uh, we should get away check out coming to you live in the early a.m. Yeah. high energy can we get a review of this coffee though um Negative one out of five stars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go solid two. It's got the consistency of coffee, so they succeeded in that, but in every other facet, they failed miserably. Oh, okay. Thank you for the review. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah. So we got a lot to talk about today, but I think first off, we should give a special shout out to our sponsor, uh, Gateway Films, <laughs> <laughs> official sponsor of Radio Mania. The torpedo room. Yeah, um, the torpedo room. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, last night we. Uh, do you want? Do you? I think you should be the one to kick this off. I don't know. I don't know. I really want to see how you kick it off. That's uh, not gonna be. We okay. We had a magical experience. Yeah. So that's we, all I can so say. So we went to the torpedo room as we usually do. Yeah. And if you go back into the the repertoire of our podcast, you'll see an episode called "We Got Hammered in Sop or Ragnarok," uh, in which we talk about going to the torpedo room at Gateway Film Center, seeing a movie. And having lots of drinks at the bar there, and meeting Lucas the bartender. So you guys should know Lucas the bartender. He's he's like our uh, what do you call those MacGuffins? If you will. <laughs> he's our MacGuffin. He's the MacGuffin of the show. Um, <clears throat> you good? One sec. All right. So luckily we caught that shit early. Uh, but yeah. So in true booty call fashion, the begin. <laughs> the sound of the air conditioner. Can you turn that off, please? Yeah. <laughs> If you can't tell, our production uh, our production values here 
at Radiovania Incorporated are just the bee's knees. Thank you, John. Gotcha, bro. Excellent. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we, our microphone wasn't connected to the right input for a second there, so the beginning part of the show is just going to be the worst audio you've ever heard in your entire life, but hey, you know what? It's, it's the booty call. It's the booty call. Uh, yeah, so we were just getting started on talking about the, the famous uh, story of last night. Okay, yes. So, our MacGuffin, Lucas the bartender, we, every time we've gone back since to see, you know, the Avengers, or um, we came last time, we went and saw Venom, but we went to the torpedo room first. Every time we ask, they're like, he works here, he's just not here. So we were wondering, you so know, struck out. is this guy a figment of our imagination? Is this, was that like not even something that actually happened? Maybe he doesn't actually work there. Until last night, we went to the torpedo room around what, 8 o'clock? Ish, yeah. 8.30. We walk in, it's pretty empty outside, it's like 20 degrees, so just campus is just like, it's just empty out, and we walk into the bar. It's pretty, pretty low key night in the torpedo room, just the way we like it. Mm-hmm-hmm. We set down our stuff. I go to the can, come back out, see a silhouette of a figure <laughs> that I've seen only once before. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked you, you spotted that. Sh- I, I would have never known it was the same guy. That's why I'm a detective, dude. Straight up. Okay. Call me Sherlock Holmes, baby. Uh, so I walk in. I sit next to Zach, but I'm, like, staring at this guy, <laughs> like, from the side. Uh, and I was, like, I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm, like, that's him. Like, I'm sure. And I tell Zach, I'm, like, that that's him. And you're, like, who, Lucas? And I was, like, yeah. And he's, like, no. And I was, like, hey, are you Lucas? And then, boom. That's when it started to unfold. Yeah. So we got to... We got the opportunity to hang out with him. We got the opportunity to For meet a long some of time. friends. Yeah, we went out. We, we got beers. We closed down the shop. We, uh... We got to meet Allie. Yes, we got to meet Allie. We got to walk across the street to uh, the, what is now not World of Beer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, District Poorhouse. District Poorhouse. Shut up. But, uh, yeah, so in short, it was... It's like finding a unicorn. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like it was meant to be. Yeah. It's like it was meant to be. Yeah, it was, it was destined to happen one of these days, right? One of these days. So. Uh, but it just kind of lined up perfectly. I mean... He was just happened to be there. He was there visiting a friend at work. Friend at work. Um, and then we just wound up closing the bar. I mean, pe- people left for a little bit and then came back so that we could all hang out at the end. It was just... Yeah. It was one of those times, you know, and uh, it's something I think that we're going to remember for a very long time. For sure. We have never closed down the torpedo room, but now we can check that off the list. It's on the bucket list. It's on the it's list. Off. I got to go behind the bar. Before we left, I don't remember that. You had already, I think, walked out. Ah, yeah. So I, I went behind the bar. It looks cool <laughs> to be on the other side. Uh, but yeah, it's just we got like each porthole turns off individually, right? Yeah, we found that. Oh, that's cool. And Lucas said something. He's like, you know, he's like, they're not actually fish tanks. And we're like, damn. <laughs> uh, but outside of the regular torpedo room tradition, we didn't see a film last night. No, we made our own. Yeah. We, uh, we, we pondered seeing the Lego movie too, but to be honest, neither of us were super motivated, I think. Not last night, and especially not after we got there and we wanted to, to get reacquainted. Sure. With Lucas, oh, the yeah. bartender. So yeah, that happened. That did happen. And that'll be referenced 
it's going to be part of the lexicon of the show for sure. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Lucas and Ali. We got two MacGuffins. Two MacGuffins. <laughs> MacGuffi. MacGuffi. Yeah. All right, take well, us let's, away. Yeah, let's jump into the news and get this get this episode rolling. Uh, Oscar season. Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Poe Dameron season. Uh, no, the Oscars were announced. John, did you take a look at the Oscar list? I did. Okay. Um, I've actually seen some of the films this year. Well, let's go through, because uh, I'm curious to know to what end you've seen the film. So we'll jump right into Best Picture. Oh, wow. You just send it in. <clears throat> yeah, we're not going to go through every category. Full we'll send. Go, yeah, we'll <laughs> send in the Best Picture. Okay. So are we doing like the top five-ish categories? Uh, yeah, we'll do like the top ones, the, the main, main ones, the yeah. big ones, the big ones that no, get the screen No time. disrespect yeah. to makeup and all that stuff. No, like well... Actually, that's a huge deal this year is that yeah. since the Oscars uh, don't have a host, they're trying to trim down on the fat. They're, they announced that they're going to be doing the less popular awards during commercial breaks, which has a lot of people real upset. Wow. I think personally that's kind of... Uh, that's, 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 that's that's awful. That's disrespectful to a lot of people that work on I mean, like, this is their moment to get some recognition in the pop culture. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, but anyway, best picture. Go from the bottom up because I think the top is the most interesting uh, Vice nominated uh, Star is Born Green Book Roma The Favorite Bohemian Rhapsody Black Klansman and Black Panther eight are the best pictures out of ten possible slots why couldn't they just why don't they just throw out the other two to just something? to make it an even ten that and to just like give some recognition sure you know what I mean like to those films that are maybe a little more popular or something like that like how dope would it have been if they just were like, you know what? Spider-Verse. Aquaman. Here's <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it might have I mean, to do with the amount it. of people on the board. You might as well, right? It can't be that those movies last year were that bad that you couldn't say that there are 10 really good movies that should win a Best Picture. Like A Quiet Place was the one that I was upset got left out of that. Did get snubbed. Got snubbed got pretty by snubbed. Like everything, I'm pretty sure. Except yeah. maybe like sound editing. I don't even remember. No, I think it did get awards for sound editing. I think Great. it got nominated. Just um, throw it a bone, dude. Just throw it a bone. So Doggy needs a bone. <laughs> I want to know your best picture, what you want to win, what you think will win. I want Green Book to win. Okay. I think that um, Roma will win okay. because the Academy hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I have never once picked the correct best picture. I don't think I have either. Because sometimes my personal feelings get in the way, and I pick the one that I want to win yeah. really bad. So, like, La La Land was as close. Literally, they were on the goddamn stage. <laughs> that's like, the, that's the, the closest. Worst moment, the worst moment yeah, of my life. that's the closest that I've ever gotten to actually correctly picking the best picture. Like, PTSD over that, man. Yeah, sorry. I just saw you get a little flustered. It's okay. <laughs> uh, what I want to win, and this is, like, selfish pick, is um, I think it would be very cool and a big statement if uh, Black Panther won. Uh, I think Black Klansman would win over those. I think so. Two. Yeah, um, just for Spike. I agree. But yeah, uh, that would be really cool. Have you seen Klansman? No, I really wanted to. It's on my I, list. Yeah, it is. I definitely... I've heard that uh, John David Washington is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, but I think it would be cool if Black Panther got... If that was like the first official recognition that the Marvel films are more than just like 
crowd-pleasing blockbusters that they actually have some artistic merit. I think like, even just the nomination alone yeah, is, is that important. It is huge. You know it I mean? is huge. Because, um, I mean, like, the last time that there was a movie that they really could have done this for is the reason why they expanded the category to 10, because The Dark Knight didn't get a nod. Yeah. And people were like, oh, you mean the movie everyone saw, like, three times yeah. in 2008? It made a yeah. billion dollars domestically. Yeah. What even won that year? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Um... Also, special shout out to Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which is not going to win. No, not at all. Because of Brian Singer. Yes, because Brian Singer uh, who doesn't sucks. get a shout out. Exactly. Yes, his name is not listed on any of the credits yep. here on the awards thing. Uh, what I do want to say is that a couple nights ago I uh, watched Roma mm, on Netflix. I watched Netflix. Did you fall asleep? Uh, no, it was riveted. You riveted. Riveted the whole way through. It is a an emotionally uh, draining film. Uh, I was. Uh, chuckling at some parts I was marveling at the way that it was shot and there was one part that ha- that was so emotionally moving that I was I literally had to pause it because I had tears in my eyes and couldn't see the computer screen which I was watching it on um, it's a beautifully made film that's gonna win <laughs> what I want to win is Black Panther but what I think is going to sweep is Roma and uh, rightfully so it's a, it's a piece of fucking art uh, it was it was great. I highly encourage you to to check it out, and I encourage viewers to check it out. It's it's slow. It took the first twenty minutes. I was like, oh no, I, oh no. <laughs> How long is it? It's uh, two and a half hours. Oof. It's like two hours forty minutes or something like that. It's um, a big movie. The first ten minutes is silence with credits. So trim a little bit of the fat on the beginning. There's a little bit of fat on the end with some credits. Um, but it felt like it flew by. Man, okay. especially that second half. At the mid, there's a there's a point in the middle of the movie where it like it takes off and it and it becomes a different, more exciting drama. And uh, I was like completely emotionally invested in all these characters. So highly okay. recommend you check it out. But uh, that's gonna sweep for sure. Nice. Um, best director Alfonso Cuarón who did Roma. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos who did The Favorite. Which I have no interest in watching. Spike Lee. Really? Not even with your girl in it? Uh, is that Emma Stone? Yeah. Eh, not really. It does. It just seems... Traitor. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. Uh, Black Landsman's uh, Spike Lee, obviously, Adam McKay for Vice, and then Powell Powell-Klasky for Cold War. Yeah. Uh, no ladies again. No ladies, which is... Uh, I guess typical at this point. Haven't, right. Haven't gotten... Still a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, we haven't... It's still a shame. I don't know. The Academy, man. You yep. got some pros and cons on on, on all ends with the, with the... All right, so who do you think's going to win, and who do you think should win? Um, I think Best Picture is going to be Roma, so they're not going to... Th- I don't know if they're going to throw Best Director to Coron for Roma as well, like give it a double like whammy. A double tap? I think Spike Lee might get it. I, I hope he does. Um, I really do. I think this is the year that he gets it. Uh, I, I he, also haven't seen it. Deservedly so. so, but, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, probably that. Bradley Cooper's not on there, is he? Bradley Cooper is not on there. Either his green books? No. Hmm. So I could, <coughs> I could see a world that it's it's Alfonso Cuarón, though, as well. I honestly could. Um, 
on the off chance that Roma doesn't win the best picture, I think they could just give him the directing one because it's more of an achievement for his film, right? It's like a passion project. Sure, yeah, Nothing yeah. against the film, but... No, it's definitely it definitely screams of passion, but it is... A, I mean, it's a beautifully directed I think, movie. I th- well. I'm sure we'll get to this next, but I'm sure that that woman's going to win actress as well. Um, yeah, so best actress. Uh, Yalitza Apastirio for Roma. Uh, Glenn Close for The Wife. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga of Stars Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, I've only seen one of these films, and that's Roma. Uh, she is great. She... I've listened to Lady Gaga on <laughs> Spotify before. <laughs> uh, Apar- Ap- Aparicio, I'm a Aparicio, I guess. Aparicio is how you pronounce that last name, I think. Um, she gives a really subdued performance. It's not like. She has one moment where she, like, it's her Oscar moment. Like, they're going to show it on the screen when they say her name. When It's like she has one real big moment where she, like, lets all of the emotion out, and it's very powerful. But for most of the movie, she kind of has the same expression on her face. So I honestly don't know if, if... I think that her performance is more of a surrogate for you to experience, like, what life is like for these kinds of people in this specific time. So I don't... I don't know if this is necessarily her... This is, like, the performance. This is the best actress performance. So then I'm going to pick Olivia Coleman. Okay. For the favorite? Yep. Okay. Lock it in. All right. Uh, best actor. Christian Bale, Vice. Bradley Cooper, Stars Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rami Malek. <laughs> Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and then Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. So this is actually a pretty tough category. To I pick. figured it would be um, for you. I think this. I honestly think that Rami Malek could win. I think he's going to win. Um, because they can't give the film any awards, think, but they can give him an award. And I also think he should win, right? for that exact reason that you just said. So that's that's what I'm going to say. But that's a pretty loaded category in terms of big performances that were also recognized at the Golden Globes and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but uh, Still haven't seen Vice. Or Green Book. Or Green Book. Yeah. Or A Star is Born. Yeah, I missed out on A Star is Born. I'll, I'll watch it on Amazon or something. Sure. Uh, yeah, Best Supporting Actress, you got Amy Adams for Vice. Marina da Tavira for Roma. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know she was actually nominated for that. That's interesting. Uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Emma Stone, the favorite. And Rachel Weisz, the favorite. Uh, no strong... Op- I've only seen Roma, so... I'm going to go with Regina King. Okay. I'll say... Uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. You got to pick one. Though. Emma Stone. Because I like him as t- oh, shocker. <laughs> uh, best supporting actor Mahershala Ali for he's Green Book, yeah, Adam Driver for Black Clansman, Sam Elliott, A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Also a good category, but Mahershala Ali's got that unlocked. They love that guy. Uh, they do. I also heard that Adam Driver gave a fantastic performance in Black Clansman. Yeah, but he also killed Han Solo, so he's not going to win the Oscar. <laughs> Get out of town. Uh. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Force Awakens. That's what happened. Trying to think if there's any other interesting ones to, like, look through. Best original song, All the Stars for Black Panther, All Fight in RBG, 
uh, the place where lost things go from Mary Poppins, Shallow, Star is Born, uh, when a cowboy traces words, spurs for wings in the Valley so of Buster is, Scruggs. I think Shallow will win, and that is the, unfortunately, for that movie and the people that love it, I think that is the only thing that it'll it'll walk away with. Mm. Um, hit me up with the animated features. Yeah, best animated feature, Incredibles 2. Nope. Isle of Dogs. I know you like it, but nope. <laughs> uh, no, it's not going to win, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Mirai, nope. which I've never heard of. Um, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet nope. and Spider-Verse. Um, that, okay. What I want should to win, that be, Spider-Verse. Should that be nominated just for Best Picture? I think it should be. I, I think, think, should I think be Spider-Verse like, should be a Best I think you should, should be Beauty and the Beast that-ish when they, in 91 when <clears> they actually nominated just for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it's the best movie. It's one of the best movies of I've ever past, seen in my of life. Like the past decade. Yeah, it's a movie <laughs> for everyone. It's funny. It's dramatic. It's well directed and well acted all around. Uh, it is much more of an emotional draw for me than most of the movies I go to see. So I think it will be the most talked about, referenced movie of 2018. In the long run. Not currently. I still think that's Infinity War just because, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, the snap oh, yeah. is part of the lexicon at this point. But after the dust settles and the, the second part, if you even want to call it that, comes out, I think, you know, Spider-Verse is just going to continue on and on and on. And that's going yeah. to be a generational thing. And I don't know how up, up on box office numbers you are, but it's it's well made over its production budget at this point. Good. Uh, I know we were kind of concerned. We're, I was yeah. definitely concerned. It had a very good foreign showing. Um Usually I'm not happy about that, but if it makes if that means that this movie gets a sequel, I'm all for it. I want I want there to be like Spider Verse two, like two more. Movie. Yeah, I want there to be I want there to be a I want it to be a trilogy. That'd be great. Um, I want I, the trilogy yeah. to end with Miles being the mentor. If I'm gonna be pessimistic, though, I think The Incredibles two might win, um, just because they love Brad Bird and they love Pixar, and Pixar movies win all the time. It's not I, I don't know, man. Dude. I feel like I don't want to get my hopes up because I, I feel like the Academy could just rip the rug out from I will dark. light something on fire if Spider-Verse doesn't win. Uh, we will see. Um, and then Infinity War got, I think, one or two nominations, but in Best uh, Visual Effects, which I thought was uh, interesting. Uh, Makes sense. Josh Infinity Berlin. War gets it. Um, First Man, one of its only nominations. Oh, yeah, that movie came out. Is in uh, Which I think... Uh, I I mean people people hate on that movie, but I I think that <laughs> I think that movie. I mean like, why it's wasn't that nominated dude, for best? It doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's like maybe it's like, maybe they're it's done like with eating a whole bag of pretzels. It's just so dry. You're just like like without anything I to drink. I didn't understand. The only it was the dry. The I, only revitalization that you get is at the very end of the film, and they don't even spend enough time on the moon. I think it was a perfect climax. You spent exactly the amount of time that you needed to get the message across that the movie is not about, like, space, space exploration. It's about this That's man why and, his, there. and his dog. <laughs> no, I think, I think First Man is a case of marketing, uh, think, making people think the movie was going to be different than what it is. Marketing for that movie made it seem like it was this high-intensity like high space thriller when in actuality it's, like, it's almost a, a documentary. It's a biopic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I How loved much, it personally. I no. think that I think that Gosling played a great Neil Armstrong, a very subdued and emotional performance, and yeah. I, I was surprised he didn't get any nominations for acting. My favorite Neil Armstrong portrayal is Robert Downey Jr. playing Kirk Lazarus, playing Neil Armstrong in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which, again, no Tug Speedman this year, so I yeah. guess his career's over. 
Well, speaking of Spider-Man, while we're still on uh, on that tangent-ish with awards, uh, Into the Spider-Verse won the Best Animated Feature at the Golden Globes. So that was its first major win for... All three uh, of my favorite films last year won at the Golden Globes. So I'm officially a Globes fan. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Spider-Verse also swept the Annie Awards uh, with seven wins. Do you know John Larson went to the DGA Awards? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, I heard that. Isn't that cool? That, yeah. He's like, I saw Christian Bale, and I almost cried. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what you get when you when you decide to date uh, a member of high society. Maybe they can get us an interview with uh, Tobey Maguire or something. Uh, <laughs> you think Tobey Maguire's in the DGA? <laughs> Who am I? I'm spider <laughs> Uh All right. Trailer time. Trailer time. Trailer time. Uh... Let's start with the shortest one, uh, the 32nd uh, Super Bowl spot for in, uh, Endgame. Thoughts, opinions. It was really cool. It was My great. favorite part is uh, Nebula, Nebula and Tony like building some, Working shit. Building some stuff. Oh, yeah. Like All I want in that movie is it to go, and you just kick in that theme from the first time. Yeah. And I would be so pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I, would be, I would be pretty hot. Um, but also if they just put on like music from the Milano and they actually used the song during that time and played some ACDC, that would also be really funny. Yeah. Because um, I think that, I mean, I'm assuming that's what they're building because they're going to try and rebuild the ship and then that's how it gets... Lost in space <laughs> to leave a Iron Man in leave, space to leave a, a helmet Skype message for Pepper. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, I think it's great. I think it it's uh, if this is the tone of the film, it'll be perfect for me. I'm not sure if it's gonna play with everybody though. Uh, yeah. it seems da- dour. Yeah, dour and depressing, which I'm all for. Give me it. Like it's like uh, it's the exact were, opposite of DC. This is coming from the guy that said he wanted Deadpool in the movie though. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but he can work in... In a dour th- film? I think that he could work in a moment. He's not going to be in the whole movie, but yeah. I, I'm sa- I was saying specifically like characters that they could bring over for little cameos that would make the universe tied together. Because yeah. I really do think there's going to be a Fox character. All I'm saying is they could really use Charles Xavier's help. Like He, <laughs> he would like help leaps oh, yeah, and bounds. Uh, uh, yeah. um, but James McAvoy's busy. I mean, have, if Fassbender showed up, that would be a chills moment for me. Uh Speaking of which, I don't know if this is a storyline, but that it's getting test screenings. Have you heard about this? Dark Phoenix. It's like uh, awful, is what they yeah. say. Well, I've heard that the test screenings are pretty bad. Most people have the problem with like the editing. I think it's just being rushed, rushed out. I just, I oh. think, uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if it just didn't come out. We'll see what happens. It'd um, be an interesting story for sure. One more thing about the end game before we move on. Yeah. The person shooting. A gun, like target practice? That's Black Widow. Yeah, right? it's Black Widow. Okay. She has her hair back. It's not red, though. It's well, in promotional photos, there's like some leaked toy box art. She has red hair for Endgame at some point. Nice. I don't know how that's going to happen, but... Nice. I think... It's well, like Steve Rogers shaves the beard, and then she just <coughs> like... So I way. always thought that she just dyed her hair blonde in Infinity War, and Steve grew out the beard, just because they're undercover. You know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. It's not like point. you won't recognize those people <laughs> when you see them fighting like well, It's like that. how they just... And they have the, their, their friend... The ball cap. Yeah, and then their friend has some wings. Yeah. Yeah. I actually heard the ball cap thing, like, works. We should try it sometime. Yeah, let's try and blend in. Yeah. Uh, Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Also dropped yeah. while we were on our... Uh, hiatus. Hiatus from the last episode. Uh, Mysterio. Yeah. How about that Jake Gyllenhaal, though? 
I'm worried though. I'm wor- I'm worried he's not going to get the fully fleshed out treatment that Keaton received. I think he will. Uh, I hope he will. I think he's going to be like the Mandarin. So I think not in the same way at all. But my thought is Mysterio in the comics is an actor. Yeah. My thinking is that he has rigged all of these villains to appear in Europe and he's beating them himself. It's like Syndrome. Yeah, yeah that's most of the internet yeah. seems to think that he's a Syndrome, Syndrome-ish character, yeah. um, which I'm totally fine with if, if someone else is pulling the strings. Um, I'd, Ultron? I, <laughs> Ultron, oh my god. <laughs> You're puppets without strings. Uh, no. I got no strings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who would be an interesting, like, uh, like, Maybe maybe it's an Osborne thing. Maybe this is how we get Osborne set up. Like he's pulling the strings for, or he's he's pulling Jake Gyllenhaal's strings. And I don't know if they dance. even want to. I don't think they want to touch the Goblin with like I a ten foot pole. I think they want to do the Sinister Six really badly. That's why they're setting up the Vulture, the Scorpion, the Mysterio, and then they'll just have to do three more, and then Doc Ock. You know what I mean? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and we don't have to dive too much into this, but also, is this are are you are you in the post uh, Endgame ideology, or do you think this takes place before Infinity War? I sure as shit hope that it takes place before Infinity War. I think it's post Endgame though. I think that's so lame. If that's true, that's so lame. Yeah. That's gonna make Im- Im- immediately diminish the quality of the film for me. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to pretend. That Spider-Man was dead, but man, if that it oh, that would be such that's gonna be a huge huge bummer. Uh, moving on, Aquaman, your favorite hero. It's made a big splash. <laughs> one billion dollars. Yeah, the number one grossing DC film of all time. Yeah, past the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yep, which is just so sad. Uh, oh, but okay. the times them are changing. I mean, the dollars up, so it's gonna happen eventually, right? It Movie was, tickets cost fifteen dollars now. Oh, I yeah. saw the Dark Knight when it was five. Yeah, so it's just part of the thing. Uh, foreign marketplace, Aquaman reigns supreme among DC heroes with a current seven hundred and thirteen million gross. That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Batman v Superman grossed five hundred and forty-three million domestic or foreign. People love that movie in other countries. That's, I mean, honestly, the like Aquaman beating a Batman versus Superman movie. I would have never predicted that. I thought this movie was going to do some bad numbers. People wanted to see Black Banna, and they got him. <laughs> In the most forced... Oh, no. Cliché. Let me have this one. Come on, please. <laughs> they were, like, trying to do the Tony Stark thing. Yeah, it's a broke-ass Tony Stark. It worked. He's uh, a fish Tony Stark. Speaking... He likes the water. Uh, I was trying to think of He let his dad die, okay? What's he supposed <laughs> to do? Nothing? <laughs> his, dad, his dad had a grenade to blow up the ship that they needed later to, like, fake the attack on the city. So why'd he, bl- why'd he blow it up? Why didn't he just shoot himself in the head? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the movie's broke. Uh, speak, we all? In the still Aquaman uh, in the universe, uh, have you, I don't know if you've heard about this because this story broke last night. So no. <laughs> Aquaman spin-off the trench in the works. That has to be fake news. That that can't be real. 
Nope. From uh, this comes from Hollywood Reporter says with Aquaman being a billion dollar hit, it's no surprise Warner Brothers wants more waterworks from its DC Comics hero. Uh, any discussions of a direct sequel have not engaged on any sort of serious level by the studio, director James Wan or star Momoa. With all the players seemingly intent on taking a breather and their time, there is talk of a spinoff. Warner has hired newbie scribes Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald to pen a horror tinged script centered on the trench, the deadly amphibious creatures seen attacking the hero and his love Mara and Aquaman. Uh, the Trench Creatures, blah, 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 Juan and Peter Sefram will produce a project titled The Trench, which would be more modestly budgeted than the normal DC superhero uh, tentpole. Uh, so, okay, so I have a couple comments. I don't think this is a good idea. No, bad But idea. this could be a good idea as, like, a low-budget TV show for their app. But this, like, because, you know, they're doing all those shows on there. But as, like, a spinoff film, I don't, I, I don't see this actually coming out this is gonna get cyborg how but i agree with you with the low budget thing like with the tv I mean, series yeah I mean, how you gonna do cool but, but how like, you gonna do the trench that scene was like that scene must have costed millions of dollars. millions of dollars in vfx so i think it's you like, creature from the black lagoon you put a trench <laughs> put a dude in a rubber suit in a rubber suit a guy in a trench suit i get down with that and he's like he's like stuck in like lake tahoe right so it's like just one yeah it's just one trench <laughs> he's like trying to we didn't specify what trench yeah exactly that's not bad i, I dig that see that turn it in, turn it into that. a b movie yeah fine with that just like a classic universal horror a la the dark universe <laughs> um from deadline the batman to fly in summer 2021 uh ben affleck passes batman the torch fly. What the hell? to the next generation of bruce wayne mm-hmm. uh to this, me uh yeah to, I'm to john parker um could you think of anyone better besides me i mean i know the character that's true <laughs> <Let> we <me> do it <laughs> and you're a detective you do detective things i yeah i, I detect things very well yep. All um, uh, right. Lots yeah. So to unpack here. Matt Reeves is still attached as writer and director. Twenty twenty one. June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. They already have the date. What if we don't make it? To <laughs> <laughs> the I world never blows see up. A, I might never see a new Batman movie. Uh, yeah. That's it's so uh, no. I'm just kidding. My I mean, excitement for this is just completely bottomed. Yeah, it's hit the tank. Dude, I, I actually I care forgot less. they were making this movie still. Reeves was announced as the Batman director in February of twenty seventeen. It's, it's been th- almost. Al- it's been three years since that announced. That's but that been movie announced. was announced in like 2014. Yeah, with Affleck directing it. Right? Yeah. Um. Um. I, I still do. I still me. like. I like Matt Reeves a lot. I like I Matt think Reeves he's a too. Great director for sure. So I mean, this was what we wanted though. We said just take your time and get it right. So hopefully, we our excitement starts to climb once we start getting closer to the date and they re- release stuff and. We find out the castings and whatnot. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too. Like, uh, you would think that, I mean, like, this story is, like, is official, official. But, like, you would think Ben Affleck wouldn't be so, like, forward about it. But he even tweeted, retweeted the article and tagged Matt Reeves and said, he tweeted, excited for hashtag the Batman in summer 2021 and to see Matt Reeves' vision come to life. So. He's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. It's just so interesting to see how much of a disaster this it's has like, been cast. It's wise. like a, a relationship that ended on a mutual ground. You know what I mean? So he still wants to be friends. I know, yeah, I guess. Maybe he'll maybe he'll play like a side character or something. The Joker. Joker. So who who's Batman? Who's gonna be Batman? Uh I don't know. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Keaton. Do Keaton if you're gonna bring Keaton back, do a Batman Beyond movie. I would watch a Batman Beyond movie. Uh there's apparently rumors that they're like developing one. They think it might be animated though. 
a la Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Okay, that'd be cool. Uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, then just let Michael Keaton be the voice. Yeah. In the, sure. Actually, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well just let Kevin Conroy be the voice because he was the voice in the cartoon sure. already. You could go either way, and I think it would still be fan-serviced enough, you know? No, I want Kevin Conroy to be Batman again. I think they'd go for Keaton. Matt Reeves, scrap your idea. Just Keaton, put the Batman in the Keaton's a bigger name to put on the poster than Kevin Conroy. As much as I love Conroy, I think Warner Brothers needs that Mooney. One of them is, is Batman. Literally, one of them is Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, speaking of how DC is just running our childhood into the ground, uh, from comicbookmovie.com, uh, article that says Pennyworth will be an unhinged R-rated series that doesn't include any Batman villains. Uh, Gotham prequel sequel, prequel series Pennyworth will be with us this June, and executive producer Danny Cannon has now shed some light on what we could expect from the show, and it sounds pretty insane. Is uh, it his special forces time? This It's 20-something years before Gotham. It's a very different world. This is the DC version of 1960s London. Yeah. Uh, He's like MI6 or something. It's like a security company. Or yeah. SAS or whatever. He hopes to deliver, quote, unhinged R-rated series, end quote. Alfred Unchained. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like trash. X-Con, give it to you. It sounds like trash. I don't want to see Alfred killing people. Um... The only thing I will say is that is contextually correct. There is part of Alfred's background is him serving as security. That's mm-hmm. why he knows about tech and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I just as see it developed, but I don't want to actually watch it. No, I, I just <laughs> I see Michael Caine when I think Alfred. Now I see like an yeah. older man that's very kind and sweet and is just there to help Bruce Wayne. I don't see. Yeah. Like how they tried to make. Uh, yeah, I'm Michael remember, Caine. Remember how? Remember when they said that they announced an Aunt May spinoff movie? Back oh, yeah. when the Andrew Garfield universe yeah. was still a thing. Sally Field movie? Yeah. Ugh. The Aunt May spinoff is called Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. See you soon. Birds of Prey. Oh, right. I thought, you were, I thought you were closing the show. I was like, wow, that was abrupt. No. Um, Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. What's it called? Like... Harley the, Quinn and the ima- beautiful emancipation of the birds of prey. Or it's the birds. Bar- it's yeah, it's whatever. Emanci- yeah, something like that. Weird title. Uh, Bad title. But we saw like little snippets. That's pretty much test footage of everyone in their costumes. It's not pretty much test footage. It is test, test footage. It's test footage. Screening um, footage. So. Some of them look really cool. Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks dope. Yeah. As the huntress. Um. Black Canary looks cool. You said Ewan McGregor's in this trailer. Ewan McGregor, he plays Black Mask, yeah. I... Watch the... Find the article that has I'm, okay, everything. Okay, I found him. Is he wearing sunglasses and a suit? I don't know. Let me see. I don't remember. I can't turn the computer monitor around. I just remember seeing him. Anyway, yeah, he's in it. Um, and then, like, they have Victor Zaz is going to be in this movie, which is kind of shocking to me, but that was kind of cool. We got a little... D-level Batman villain action going on, so. We'll see. It's yeah. not Suicide Squad, so. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, we also have James Gunn has officially signed the paperwork to direct Suicide Squad 2, so now we have that to look forward to, right? I guess? Cautiously curious. Yeah. yeah. Cautiously curious is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him that he got a job. Yeah. But Me too. It's not the project that I would have no. attached to him, so we'll see what he can do with the property. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the one misstep that Marvel has made since Ragnar since uh, Dark World. In terms of like, you know who almost directed Dark World? Who? 
Patty Jenkins. Really? She was supposed to direct it, and they didn't want her to direct it, and then that's why Natalie Portman got really mad, and that's why she never came back. I think we've talked about this in the yeah. show. I think you and told then, me this And then before. DC snatched her up, and she did Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. There's a pattern here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sloppy seconds, if you will. They gotta take what they can get, man. The DC's struggling. Uh, Not anymore, dude. They're staying afloat. <laughs> What's well, King of the Seas, baby? When Aqu- yeah, Aquaman's made a lot of money, but at the same time, its production budget was like two hundred and fifty million times that by two to get the marketing budget. So that was like a five hundred to so six hundred like, million dollar. They made movie. like a healthy profit. They made a healthy profit, but yeah. at the same time. Um, it's not like, not, it's it's not not like, like a Dead, Jurassic it, World. Or like Deadpool, where Deadpool's budget was significantly lower and it made like a butt load of money. Yes. And then they're like, cool, all the sequels, let's do it. And yeah. then Disney's like, nope. And you're like, ah. Yep. No way. Well, Bob, uh, there was actually a story that was on here, but I kicked it off because it's it's just not. Uh, Uncle Bob on his uh, st- shareholder meeting phone chat about keeping rated R stuff. Yep. yep. Said that so. he's he he wants he understands that there's a market for it. Um it's cause he's not an idiot and he likes money. So Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, yeah. Nice job, Bob Iger. You got something right recently. Um from the Hollywood Reporter, Christopher Nolan, his next film to open in July of twenty twenty. Inception uh, the, two. <laughs> maybe. You never know. I would I would not which, say no. Which of his singular singular movies that doesn't have a sequel would you actually be excited to see a sequel for? That doesn't have a sequel. Yeah. The prestige, I think. No. Wrong yeah. answer. Why would you see there's they all die. <laughs> like there's like one, You could do a sequel in that universe with spoilers, that. Spoilers, same... like one of the twins is the only one that survives. And then like Hugh Jackman's dead, the other half of Christian Bale's dead. Like, all the women are dead. That movie is perfect. It is flawless. <laughs> you do not make a sequel for that. All I was right, going to so say the, Interstellar. Uh, I was going to say have some more space exploration. With I almost that. said Interstellar, but it's Because, the same. He, I mean, he goes out to find her, right? Yeah, so just do that. Yeah. All more right. McConaughey. <laughs> Who would you pair with Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar 2? Would you add a new character? Uh, it's got to be in the Nolan wheelhouse. And it can't yeah, be Harry Styles. That the count. first thing that came to mind was Vin Diesel. Oh, God. <laughs> you imagine those two? through this wormhole. Oh, you're a family. <laughs> I think you're a wild turkey distillery. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know if we want to talk about this story. Matt Smith to star with Jared Leto in Marvel spinoff Morbius. Oh, the vampire? The living vampire? I guess. I don't know anything about Morbius. If you were to say Matt Smith and Jared Leto to start in Morbius movie with Wesley Snipes, I would have been like, yo. Let's Blade get some, getting reboot. Yeah, get some Blade action going, but I don't. Morbius is, I mean, he's a fun Spider-Man villain, but in my opinion, that's like a C-level character in Marvel. So They can try some of this stuff out, though. You know, they got all yeah. the money and the success, so why not? They can experiment. Uh, Even when they is, fail, will they be a still win cool. because, the, I mean, Venom made so much money. And they're like, good with it. Yeah, this is a Sony film, though. So. Like a turd in the wind. I'm I am I am never optimistic for anything <coughs> that's a Sony film at this point. You know. Yeah. I mean. Like singular Sony. Yeah. Not I mean in association with Marvel is just like not that means nothing to me anymore. After Venom, <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing to me. It's it's. You no, dead to me. It, it, it yeah it's seriously dead. Yeah. Uh, we got a little teaser for Ghostbusters 3, the real Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, that's hot topic. Jeez. Uh, 
Yes. Why don't you go to Why don't you go to SNL and slap those lovely ladies in the face, Zach? Jeez. No, I think that they. I think um, Zach doesn't like women. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul Feig and uh, Feig. the Ghostbusters girls Is did. Feig or Feig? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. I think they had. I think they had good intentions, but. Um, Jeez, it's like you're putting them in timeout. He's out. a dumpster fire, man. <laughs> no, okay, so this is what I... I still have not seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen clips, and I tried watching it at one point, and I had to shut it off. Yeah, so I heard, that, I heard that it's just bad. The opening... And that they, the, they use the political commentary about the fact that it's all women to hide behind the fact that it's actually just a bad movie. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It's like the politicized nature of the movie was if you don't like this movie, you're, you're a sexist. When in reality, it's just a bad comedy. Like, it's a it's a non-funny, shitty, poorly written and directed comedy with tons of product placement and just horribly unfleshed out characters and no love for the original series. Yeah. So, it's got Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. What a dreamboat, right? I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I, I mean... Who's your favorite female Ghostbuster? <laughs> Uh, Kristen Wiig, I guess, or... No! Kate McKinnon? Kate McKinnon, yeah. I love Kate McKinnon. Yeah. It's just sad, because all four of those women are hilarious. Yeah. And Sans Melissa smart. McCarthy sometimes. I don't think she's very funny. I think, yeah, but... I think her record would speak differently, in terms she's of... She's got a Best Actress she's, nomination. She's, she's, she's got range. She's good got pro- Good products that she puts out, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so anyway, so this is Jason Reitman, right? So this is the original director's son. Yes. Which is really cool. Yeah. Seems to be, like, a direct sequel. not try- Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, because Ghostbusters, the reboot with with uh, the, the all-female Ghostbusters, they, uh, they, they made it clear that it was not in the same universe. Bill Murray is in the movie and plays a character that's not uh, Spangler, you know? He's Vankman. Vankman, sorry. I get their names mixed up all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he plays like a completely separate entity. Um, Dan Aykroyd is not in the film. Obviously, Harold Ramis wasn't attached at all, not even like a producer credit. Rip. Uh, yeah, so I'm very curious to see how they continue that legacy and uh, if, so if they can if they can right wrongs. Do you think they will be in the movie as their original yes. characters? Dan both, Aykroyd both and Bill them? Murray will both be in the film. Is Winston, is that actor still alive? I think, I think he is. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson's still yeah. alive, yeah. So he'll come back. So they'll have three out of the four. That's just kind of sad that you can't do the whole thing. I know. But it is what it is. Life, they'll do the toast. Shit happens, get the yeah. whiskey. <laughs> Shit happens. Uh, there's also a rumor about a Red Sun animated movie in the works. Oh, okay. Tell me about uh, Red Sun, Zach. Yeah, so I just read Zach Red read a comic, Sun. everybody. I read a comic. He yeah. read a comic. Nice job. Um... Yeah, I took a I took a recent car trip up to Chicago, and so in the in the car ride there, I uh, powered through Red Sun. Literally took me like an hour to finish it. Mike Millar's uh, DC alternate universe masterpiece. Um, it made me sad. <laughs> Why? Red Sun made me sad because I realized uh, when I closed the book, I was like thinking about it, and I said, "This would make the best movie ever." Um, but audiences are too dumb for this, I think. I don't know. Spider-Verse seemed a little far-fetched, and audiences just went with it. It's all about how it's made, right? It is all about how it's made, but I don't think that in the current climate of Warner Brothers in DC that they're willing to take a risk like this, especially... Remember they were tossing this around as a possible thing that Henry Cavill was going to do for Yeah, I remember remember that. that? Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, Red Sun was immaculate. A very interesting story that took twists that I didn't expect. I love covert Batman. Yes, that's the best part of the book, without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. That would make the most amazing scene in a motion picture. Which I'd... is kind of what I think Zack Snyder tried to do a little bit in uh, yeah. that nightmare thing with like the trench coat and stuff. But yeah. he totally dropped the ball. Um, yeah, uh, so I think... Good book. Yeah, Hal Jordan's a pilot, right? He's just a fighter pilot. A fighter pilot. Um, Lex Luthor's the president. Yes, he's him and Lois president thing, right? Yes, him and Lois are married. They're trying uh, to broker a marriage between Wonder Woman. I'm just trying... I haven't read it in a while, so I'm trying to rehash what happens. Yeah. But there's, a lot of, there's a lot of uh, subtle twists on the formula. Like, it's, it's not like a complete overhaul of what makes Batman and Superman different. It's like, they just tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Just enough to make it interesting, and yeah. man, would that make a fantastic film. It would make a fantastic two and a half, three hour long epic feature. It would be starring Brandon spectacular. Ralph. Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> starring Brandon Ralph. Uh, I'll bring back Christopher Reeves. Eee. I wish we could. Uh, so, yes. Um, that's basically all I got for So it's going to be part of their animated universe where they pump out like three movies a year. Yep. And they're all like sevens. <laughs> yeah. Sixes I and think sevens. that's fair. Oh, there is one that's coming out soon that I really want to see though, which is Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Have you seen this? No. Did you ever watch the Justice League cartoon in like yeah. 2001 and stuff? They're, they're conducting it in the same animation style. So it's almost like it's a direct sequel to that show. And it stars Kevin Conroy and all the voice actors from the original Justice League show, which is going to be kind of cool. It'll probably be, like you said, like a six or a seven, but it's just kind of fun to walk down memory lane a little bit and kind of get that style back. Yeah. So look for that. I think it just goes straight to home video like they all do. Yeah. Um, one last movie news. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane director boards Uncharted film. Uh so we we just switch directors again. Or the writer, the writer, the writer who did the movie, like apparently turned in a script, but has no connection. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who broke out with Ten Cloverfield Lane, has been officially announced to direct the adaptation of the video game Uncharted. Um, stars Tom Holland still is still attached to the film. Um, I think I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Scared. Very scared for this film. After seeing the fan film, that's all I need. Just I get Nathan Fillion in that. I think that-ish. we're good. Yeah, like we got what we wanted. You got what I need. He was so he had. It looked like he had so much fun and like. I mean, I, I watched an IGN thing with him. They interviewed him about it and the director of the short film and like he knows the property well and stuff. I was just like, I was like, this is really nice. Like, close. <laughs> yeah. the, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, just close the book. We're good. We got the games, and we got a short little fun, yeah, film version. But I, you know, part of me wants I need the film this less and less. Part of me wants the film to be same with Last of Us. Part of me wants the films to be like. I mean, I want them to be immaculate no matter what, but I also want them to be well received because I do think that those are Uncharted and Last of Us particularly are two of the best stories I've ever experienced. They're, Not just in any medium. They're the best stories. Um, ever. And the problem is that video games are such a barrier to entry for so many people. Like. Those games are, I mean, they're, not, they're like, easy for us to pick up because we've been playing video games forever, but, like, for my girlfriend, like, trying to play Uncharted, like, it's hard for her to get, like, camera motions down, and it, it, becomes, it becomes frustrating for her more than, like, an actual rewarding experience. experience. Yeah, so I, I want people to be able to experience the stories of Nathan Drake and of Joel and Ellie, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't know if, the, if those <laughs> movies are going to succeed. You really going to go through with this? 
Uh, Super Bowl viewership falls to lowest since 2008 in a historically low-scoring game. Boo the Super Bowl. <laughs> John, hot takes. Super Bowl sucked. Yeah, it was awful. Suck, suck it was a balls. boring game, bad advertisements for the most part. Like They just weren't as entertaining. Halftime show was not good. No. Um, and it was a waste of a good venue because Atlanta's a dope city. But uh, Yeah. Congrats, uh, Tom. I'm glad you're having fun, you pliable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Roasted! Uh, 100.7 million people watched it. I want to know, like... Imagine... Do you remember how many people must have watched when the when the Broncos were in it? You know, like, I just feel like because it's the third in a row with the Patriots, that might have had something to do with it, too. Yeah. It's starting to feel like... Like just watching, so it's like watching the NBA Finals. Like, you know the Warriors are going to be there. Yep. So, what's the point? Just check on ESPN. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the Super Bowl this year. Man, just a just a horrifying event in general. Just what was your favorite it. ad? I don't even remember half of them, man. I think the one I chuckled at the most, I think, was the uh, Game of Thrones Bud Light one, just because I didn't expect it. I was like, oh, wow, that's clever. Carly was like, What's the, what does that mean? And I was like, I was like, ah, don't he's, worry about it. He's the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was. I. I don't even. Oh. Uh, the, my heart. The heartstrings got tugged on for a brief second when uh, Jeff Bridges showed up as the as the dude to oh, wasted yeah. potential. Yeah. I uh, forgot about that with the uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. But it was just nice to see him doing that again. Mm-hmm. He's Bring, still got it. Do another movie. Do a sequel. He's still the got time it. is right. Um, well, my favorite ads were the NFL Centennial one I thought was really funny where they're all in the ballroom and the Marshawn Lynch grabs part of the cake with his bare hand and then the football ball. Do you remember this one? I didn't. I don't know. All right, you should watch it. It's actually pretty funny. Um, it's just got a lot of good, like, NFL legends and stuff, so it's okay. just cool to see them kind of goofing off together, and it must have been fun to film that sure. one day that they did it. And Peyton's got a great, he's got a great little line in it, which I thought was funny. Um, the Jason Bateman elevator. Yeah, the Jason Bateman funny. one was funny. Yeah, and then obviously the TV spots for movies coming out, but the, I, mean, I don't include those in the ads, sure. necessarily. Yeah. Um, two more stories left. There are video game stories, so we'll burn through them really, really quickly, but, uh, Kotaku put uh, out an article a couple weeks ago, uh, back in January, said EA cancels open world Star Wars game. Um, this was the 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 one that was um, in was development Hemming, at EA right? Vancouver. Was say yeah. Well, so yeah, Amy Hennig's game was the one at Visceral, uh, which got canceled last year, and now this new other one is also canceled as as well. Um, which means. That uh, EA is still just like the worst ever. Yeah, they're... it makes me miss Lucas Arts. It really does. It yes, they, they used to just pump out Star Wars games, whether they're good or not. You know, EA is fumbling with this license, and and they don't uh, know what to do. They acquired the license for Star Wars back in when the merger happened. Twenty fourteen. It's and we've gotten we've we've had two games, and Battlefront and Battlefront Two, and they both suck. Sucked. <laughs> uh. Yeah, man, I, I, it's just, it just bothers me. It just bothers me that. Do you remember the Force Unleashed? Did you ever play that game? Yeah, I remember. Oh, those are good. They're pretty fun. I didn't yeah. play the second one, but. Um, the first sta- one on the Wii was like revolutionary. Yeah, it was. You had to fight with the, mm-hmm. the Wii remote. Um, there was a statement from EA. They said 
Quote, there's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. Actually, there is another Star Wars game that came out besides Battlefront. Is that the mobile game? No. The Infinity. Disney Infinity. And then remember, Interactive, Disney Interactive shut down too. Yeah. Those, so we've had three-ish Star Wars games. Yeah. Um, and one of them is way more fun. That is unacceptable for Star Wars. There should Disappointed. be... Disappointed! <laughs> we should have we had a video game a year for Star Wars since the license was acquired. Yeah, it, it, with EA, the way EA turns around, they turn they games out like Forza hookers. every year, yeah. Like hookers. Like Pimp puts a hooker out on the street. Um, oh, nice. And then last story, The Last of Us Part 2 will launch in 2019, says former IGN editor. Now, so take this with the world's largest grain of salt, but... Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I've the actually biggest, follow- The biggest piece of road salt possible. Yeah, the... Um, She's an old IGN editor that now works for uh, Rooster Teeth, but I-, I followed her work for quite some time. Her name is Alana Pierce. You might have seen her in IGN videos. She she's like she's Australian. She's uh, very well spoken, long blonde hair, very 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 attractive girl. <laughs> uh, but she <laughs> uh, she's very professional, and so, so I wonder if I don't. She was asked about like her her most anticipated games of 2019, and she said The Last of Us Two. Oh, um, nice. But she said like in, when they asked if if it was finished or like getting close to. She said, I've been told multiple times by multiple people not like things can't change or it's set in stone if it hasn't been publicly announced, though. So she she seems to be fairly confident that the game will launch in 2019. Which means they don't even need E3 because, like, let's go. Let's go. I think. I would shut down. I would. <laughs> I think not. I think. Uh, no. Last of Us launches spring 2020 along with the PS5. Say. Fall 2019, before the PS5. Swan Song, dose. Second time. Second time's the charm. Second time. They did it once already. Yeah. It's the best way to finish a console. I think that the PS5 is going to be heavily focused on the fact that you can play PS3 games, PS4 games, and PS5 games all in the same ecosystem. So I think uh, The Last of Us Part Two will be a... PS4 compatible. No, I think that... They're gonna. I think the PlayStation Five is gonna be called PlayStation. I think it's gonna be backwards compatible for the last couple generations. You'll be able to access your but library. They wasted their time with all these HD remasters. I think well, they didn't waste their time. They, people have been buying them. Yeah, like me. Like, yeah, exactly. Idiot. <laughs> They're just trying to get trying to get that dollar. Trying to get that dollar. Trying to, trying um, to fund making it. Yeah, uh, and so I think that the Last of Us Part Two is gonna be like the whole thing where it's like you could buy it and play it on both if you want but that's fine I don't know if there's gonna be a disc for the PS4 it might be like digital for the PS4 and then you get a disc for the no we're not going back to cartridges let's do it (laughs) floppy disks yes Uh, so yeah John that's all the news I got well now I I just wanna go play The Last of Us so let's wrap this baby up you don't have an at that topic no comic book corner um comic shop talk Mm. Anything, anything of relevance that you want to throw into this show? I mean, yeah, 
Sure. I can think of some relevant things. Disagree. Uh, <laughs> comics. They have been pretty solid lately. Okay. We talked a lot about this during the New Year's one, so I won't dive in it too much because most it's most of the same books are still happening. Um, but there is a very large Marvel crossover coming out in April called The War of the Realms. And Malekith, you remember him from uh, Dark World? So he is bringing all of his you know, alliances with some of the more evil realms of the nine realms of Asgard and stuff like that. Um, and Midgard is the only one that is unclaimed. So they're going to duke it out on Earth. Um, it just, it sounds pretty cool, actually. So, like, if you're interested in, in a big, big crossover right before Endgame, this is going to have a lot of stuff. But the, the reason I wanted to bring it up is there's a very interesting thing that kind of caught my eye when I was reading through the preview catalog. And that is... Um, Daredevil is going to be a huge part of this because Heimdall passes his sight on to him. To Daredevil? So Daredevil's still blind, but he can see through the Bifrost. So, like, he's still going to be Daredevil, but he's, he will be able to be in communication with the other realms, which sounds interesting. Interesting. Um, there's also going to be just a side story a three issue side story for the Punisher for this thing where he's just going to be fighting monsters so it's like God of War meets Frank Castle which sounds really fun um, so it'd be like Kratos with the machine gun uh, but yeah so that's happening in Marvel and then okay. DC is still just like putting it away in terms of their books they're doing really well uh, there's a lot of good stuff with Batman right now um, and then Doomsday Clock is every other month but it's getting closer to the end which is really good and then DC has this story, Heroes in Crisis, right now, which is, I don't know if you've actually heard about this or not, they had a thing at Comic-Con last summer. Um, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman come up with a therapeutic place called The Sanctuary for people with PTSD for superheroes. Um, okay. And then everyone there gets murdered, so they're trying to figure out who it, who did it, who done right. it. Who done it. Um, and so that's chugging along, and it's it's been solid. So go, go check those out. Cool. And then Gideon Falls, keep reading it. It's back. Yeah, no, I'm going to start. Uh, has the second trade come out for Gideon Falls, or is no, it just they're in, starting to do issues again? We're almost done. So the first one is, what, issues one through six? Something like that, yeah. So uh, issue 10 just came out, so you got about two more issues. So it'll probably, the trade will probably come out at the end of the summer. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm gonna power <coughs> through that one here soon. I, I'm really excited to, it's so to dive good. into it. I'm excited. It's so good. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I think that, that just about does it. We need, yep, to, we need to wrap out. things up so we can check out. But um, thanks for listening to the show. This has been your fourth centennial bi biantennial. You'll get it one day. Yeah, Shout out to Lucas episode. and uh, Allie. If yeah. you're listening, hope you guys have fun. Oh, yeah. Appreciate, we'll see you appreciate next, the love. We'll see you for the next booty call. Hopefully you're working the end game. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> pr- promise us if you're working at end game, don't feed us so many drinks that we won't remember it. That's, that's kind of on us. Yeah, that's know? on us. We need self-control. Yeah. No, we will be. I'll be stone cold sober. Maybe a, like a beer. Sounds about that's right. A for bio- that's a good That's a good autobiography name too. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stone Cold Sober. Dot dot dot. Maybe a beer. <laughs> awesome. You can follow the show at Radiovania, Radiovania Show at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, I'm looking at you, Connor. You haven't emailed us in a while. Connor, send an email. Um, shout I know, out to I Cal. Know he, Connor's listening to this on his commute into the work. Yep. Shout out to Cal. He's yeah, in Ireland currently. For sure. He can send emails too. 
and yeah, that's about it. You can follow me at Zach Rotello. Uh, have a good rest of your week. We'll see you guys post. The next Radiovania no. will probably be post Oscars. Pr- uh, probably pre Marvel. Pre Marvel, yeah, Captain somewhere Marvel. around there. So enjoy our happy Valentine's Day, happy everybody. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Signing out. Here we go. Click on the space bar. Hit the space bar. Hit the space bar. <laughs>